You are listening to the podcast from the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. I'm Jessica Gilbert, Executive Director. This episode, we will be chatting about some recent construction and building projects. We'll have an interview with HSSCM behaviorist Lois Phelps, and we'll review some of our very favorite cat products. If you have ideas for future episodes, please give us a call at 269-963-1796, extension 13. We were very fortunate this year to receive some fantastic grant support from the Delmar and Audrea M. Olson Family Foundation, from a very special garden gnome, and from an anonymous donor for our facilities improvement projects. If you've been out to the shelter recently, you've seen some of the work taking place. This summer, through these grants, we replaced our boiler and worked on other heating and cooling system issues, we built a storage building, and we installed portals and cat condos in our quarantine. Over the next two months, we'll be working on some cat room upgrades, including glassing in the kitten cage and installing new cupboards and countertops. Having specific grant support for facilities means so much to us, as we can keep every regular donor dollar going to the daily operations of our shelter. In October, we will have a fantastic group from Kellogg's coming out to paint and repair our old shed down by the dog park. We are constantly working to make our facility a better place for the animals in our care and for the community, thanks to some incredibly generous individuals who give their money and their time. Now, I'd like to introduce one of my favorite people, HSSCM behaviorist Lois Phelps, CPDTKA. Lois, those letters after your name, what do they mean? Well, they're a national certification, and the letters specifically mean Certified Professional Dog Trainer Dash Knowledge Assessed. It's a certification by the National Certification Council of Professional Dog Trainers, Um, and it required, oh, I can't tell you the number of courses and CEU hours I had to take. Uh, mostly in Wisconsin, uh, though all over the country, actually. And then the worst four-hour test I've ever taken. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, um, it was pretty bad. Uh, But I passed it, so I am a knowledge-assessed professional dog trainer. How long have you been doing that? I've had that certification... um, for about four years. I've been working with dogs probably, uh, well, off and on all my life. You know, grew up with dogs and um, with, and has, have worked at the Humane Society for a long time. Tell me about the animals you have at home. Well, currently, I have Mr. Cranky Corgi, who <laughs> is a 14 and a half year old Pembroke Welsh Corgi that I got when he was two and I got him from Corgi Rescue Um, and he's a wonderful Corgi he's rather large for Corgi and he's cranky Corgi uh, because he's 14 and a half which makes him around 95 and he my feeling is he's entitled to be cranky I have every intention of being cranky at 95 also (laughs) and he has a sibling ah yes well yes in um, we, the two of us, Cranky Korg and me, have been trying to raise a Pembroke Corgi puppy 
who is now 13 months old. And it is, I am just so amazed that both she and I have made it to 13 months. <laughs> it's just <laughs> been a, a real trip. Uh, uh, I have counseled uh, adopters here and private clients uh, that they really, you know, once you're over 50 years old, you really need to think hard about bringing a puppy or a kitten in into your lives because you because your memories of what you did with that young animal are 15 years old those are the memories <laughs> uh, and during that 15 year time frame you have aged 15 years physically and mentally uh, so it's been a real trip raising a puppy tell us a little bit about what you do here at the shelter every week Okay, every week. I spend about eight hours a week here. And what I do is to try and assist Carrie Bammer, who's our animal care manager, and her staff in assessing the behaviors of the dogs here and trying to um, develop enrichment programs for them. This is a wonderful shelter. Uh, the staff works incredibly hard. It, the uh, the uh, when you walk into our shelter, you are not overwhelmed by noxious odors. The animals are fed healthy diets. Their health is overseen by a veterinarian, and they're fed, um, you know, it, it it's good stuff. And the and the staff cleans up after them diligently, um, and sanitizes kennels. They spend most of their life, it, it seems, uh, doing laundry because all the dogs and cats get clean bedding every day. They get clean toys every day. Uh, it's a tremendous amount of work. But we have a small staff and it's re really important to recognize that no matter how good a shelter is, it is still not home. Um, that being the case, what can we do to environmentally enrich and decrease the stress that the dogs and cats are experiencing here. And they can't help it because this is a herd, a herd of cats and a herd of dogs. And that's in the world of animal welfare is what we call herd management. Uh, so to try and um, develop uh, programs, I help Carrie train the staff in some of these things. I do some training of new volunteers that come in on, on how to connect and build a relationship with the dogs. Uh, I puppy test and analyze um, infant behaviors so that we can see uh, whether or not uh, we can match the correct home to the individual puppies. Um, and um, that's about it. I. That sounds like a lot. Well, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. I get more out of this than I give. And so I am very grateful uh, to the Humane Society for letting me do all of these things. I do a lot of um, uh, individual personal research on canine behavior. The world, that, that particular field has just exploded in the last 10 years. And there are so many studies being done by Cornell, Tufts, 
University of Wisconsin and UC Davis, the vet schools there on canine, not just canine behavior, but neurobiological development, how to, the, the reasons to in, environmentally enrich the, uh, a dog's experience of the world, all of these. And it's, it's just been fascinating to, for me to take the things that I have learned uh, and apply them. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Let me give you one example. Um, Michigan winters, last winter we just, you know, was pretty brutal at times. We, the dogs could not be outside in their runs for anything other than potty breaks. Uh, so they were going um, stir crazy, like cabin fever, only we call it, would call it kennel fever. Here, so what to do, Carrie and I, chatted about this and the solution that we came up to up with was to feed all the dogs one of their meals not in a bowl but in a paper bag scrunched clothes and let them try and figure out how to get the kibble out well it slowed down I, the dogs just for it exhausted them trying to get their lunch and then they slept for the rest of the afternoon it was a wonderful experiment so the staff has been doing that on days in which the dogs are confined to inside um, just to stimulate them. It's just been an interesting um, experience to have here. Do you have a favorite animal story, an individual animal from all your time here? Oh, there are lots of them. Uh, so I couldn't tell you over the time frame of what it is. Uh, but the one that I'm most proud of right now is Leah. Leah is a uh, boxer, probably Roddy Mix. She was found in a ditch with her one-week-old puppy and a dead male uh, in Jackson County. She came to us from Jackson Animal Control. She was terrified. She uh, didn't want anyone near her. She, it, it's, it was just um, all, while there was no innate aggression in this dog, she was into flight mode. I'm going to chase you, my anxiety trigger away, or I'm going to run away. I can't control my anxiety. So the program that I put together with another trainer and with Carrie, was to increase her confidence in herself so that she could see, uh, that she could con control her anxiety. She could develop some in impulse control techniques that no one had ever taught her that. Uh, and she has just, it's been, the change in her has been amazing. She now can be walked by any of our volunteers. She does her happy dance whenever she says sees anybody. Uh, she still, every now and then, still needs her squeaky toy in her mouth because when she starts squeaking, we know that she's a little bit anxious. Uh, but the staff or the volunteers can immediately intervene right then. It's been, it's been wonderful to see how all the research can actually be applied. Very good. What's the one thing that you wish that people knew about what we do here at the shelter? Well, I wish that they would know lots of things that we did, that we did here. Um, 
this particular humane society has expanded the basic mission of housing animals into trying to create an environment in which the animals will thrive. And that's, um, that's very unusual. Uh, we are facilitated by that, by the fact that we don't have the city or county contracts because we are not overwhelmed with animals who are not appropriate to be rehomed um, and uh, we just, we can instead um, devote the resources which our donors have given us uh, in actually um, bringing these dogs to a level that they're going to make a great companion animal in a new household. And that I think is uh, is the thing that I'm most proud of of what this agency can do now. It, um, it's hard work. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Lois. Uh, Lois is going to be joining us for future podcasts to chat about dog behavior and training topics. If you have a question for the behaviorist, you can tweet it to at shelterdoghssm or give us a call at 269-963-1796, extension 13. With up to 60 cats in the building at any one time, we spend a lot of time thinking about cat enrichment. The felines here at the Humane Society stay with us for as long as it takes to find a loving forever home. For some cats, that time comes quickly. For others, like recent adoptee Dahlia, who lived with us for two years, we work on large and small projects to make their lives better. One of those long-time cats, my buddy Ridge, was even the inspiration for our cat, Solarium. Now, as you know, an inside cat is the best kind of cat. They avoid all of the dangers of living outside, but it is up to you to provide stimulating activity that keeps your kitty thin and happy. Sometimes here at the shelter, we'll put out paper bags with loose catnip in them. Sometimes we do treats hidden in a box, but here are some of our other favorite items for cats to play with. If you've been to our shelter, you've seen our One Fast Cat Wheel. The project started as a Kickstarter campaign. A donor signed us up and we received our One Fast Cat Wheel in January 2015. You can see videos of our cats using the One Fast Cat Wheel on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. Just search HSSCM. The One Fast Cat Wheel is now available for the public for $249. It's not cheap, but it's so worth it for the shelter cats. Our shelter cat Fluff will run on it for hours. It is her favorite thing to do. If your cat's bored or a little bit tubby, the cat wheel could work for you. The customer service through One Fast Cat is great, too. We've gotten so much use out of it, we're waiting on uh, replacement wheels for our base. You can find the One Fast Cat Wheel, all the details, at onefastcat.com. Nearly all cats like wand toys, and some of our favorite wand toys are from GoCat. GoCat is actually located in Charlotte, Michigan. We love to support Michigan-based businesses. GoCat makes DeBird, a wand and feather toy, and the Cat Catcher Teaser toy. You can get your own cat toys on their website, go-cat.com, or through amazon.com. Our shelter cats love cat tunnels. You can check out one at Amazon, the Smarty Cat Crackle Shoot Cat Toy Collapsible Tunnel. 
Our cats hide in the tunnels, they chase each other through them, they play with them all the time. It's a great time for the cats. For small toy entertainment, a favorite in our cat room are those Mylar cat ball toys, the little ones. They crinkle and they're light enough to be carried around in a cat's mouth. A second runner-up are the small furry mice. I'd like to call out one of our favorite blogs as well, refurbthecat.com. It's the life and times of a three-legged cat and her corgi companion. First, Refurb the Cat is beautiful. Her eyes are the most amazing shade of green. The blog author has a wicked sense of humor, and showing that a special needs shelter cat can make a best companion, that's amazing. I know if you check it out, you'll love it too. Again, it's refurbthecat.com. Do you have a favorite cat product or a website? Tweet it to at sheltercathsscm and let us know. If you want to support the cats and dogs in our Humane Society shelter, you can easily give through your mobile device. Open up your texting app and start a new message. In the To field, type 41444. In the Message area, type PAWCAST, P-A-W-C-A-S-T. You'll receive a text back with a link to make a donation. No amount is too small. Every dollar makes a difference. You can also donate online at www.hsscm.org, over the phone at 269-963-1796, extension 19, or you can mail us a check. The Humane Society of South Central Michigan is located at 2500 Watkins Road in Battle Creek, Michigan. We tweet. For dog-related items, follow us at ShelterDogHSSCM. For cat-related items, you can follow us at ShelterCatHSSCM. We're also on Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube. You can get all of the social media links at our website, www.hsscm.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Next time on our podcast, Reasons to Spay and Neuter Your Pet, chatting with HSSCM Animal Care Manager Carrie Bammer and our upcoming Halloween event. Thank you so much for listening today.